Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 241. And I'm calling it how to get rid of clutter or how to get rid of stuff or something along those lines. Kind of talking about um, that January's over. Sorry to be the one to tell you that those of us with time passage awareness disorder, TPAD, who may have had no awareness that the month had already come and gone, but there's been enough memes all over the internet about it's January 74th or anyway, um, that uh, surely, you know, right. But let's say that you've been decluttering and you've been getting, you know, we talked about what counts as decluttering. You've been getting things put in uh, donate boxes. You have them ready to go and you just have to actually get it out of your house. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we get started, though, a couple of things. I encourage you to sign up for my newsletter. You can sign up for that at aslobcomesclean.com slash newsletter. It's free, of course. And I generally send out an email on a week where I'm really kind of on top of things. I send out an email on Tuesday that's usually kind of classic content, I would say, you know, things that have been written over the 10 years of the blog that are helpful and sometimes can get lost and you don't really, um, you know, run across that stuff as easily, but it's still like things that a lot of the stuff we talk about here, the visibility rule, um, how to prioritize, wait, that's the same thing. How to prioritize decluttering projects is the visibility rule, the two decluttering questions or whatever. And because they're blog posts, they have pictures. And so sometimes, you know, that can be really helpful as it just reiterates what we've talked about here on the podcast. But then it also and it's not, you know, the same thing. I'm not organized enough to have it be like, well, this is the subject for the week. Here's the podcast. And here's the coordinating blog. No, I don't do that. But I'm just saying, as you, you know, get through all this stuff here, I think that's a great place to be helpful. Also, it's stuff like my the ebook version of Decluttering at the Speed of Life was on sale for $1.99 and nobody told me because they never do because that's how reality works for an author. It seems like a glamorous life, but I'm telling you it's not at all. Anyway, um, but I didn't know that my book was going to be on sale. And um, so I was able to send out a newsletter where I can't just like get on and do a quick podcast. Do you know what I mean? So if you're on that newsletter list, then you won't miss that. Then of course, things happen like it was still on sale when I got up this morning. So I included it in today's newsletter. And then within like an hour and a half, two hours after I sent the newsletter, it was back to full price. So it happens, you know, it's that constant tension between telling people things and risking the fact that, you know, I don't have control over everything. So anyway, that's me rambling for a while. But I'm just letting you know that I think it's a good idea for you to sign up for that because then you're going to be more likely to just have to be to not miss something if something comes up. Um, Other things too, don't forget about Patreon. If you'd like to be a patron of the show, join the super secret Facebook group and also um, apply to be one of the decluttering strategy sessions that I've been doing here on the podcast once a month lately. Let me know. No, don't let me know. You don't need to email me. Just go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. Let's talk about how to get rid of your stuff. Y'all know I don't cuss, but doesn't it feel like <laughs> that would be appropriate in this moment? 
how to get rid of your, and it wasn't going to be a bad cuss word, but you know what I mean, how to get rid of your junk. How about, let's say that, um, your stuff, your clutter, it's sometimes can be a very paralyzing final step in all of this. So we're just going to kind of talk through the options for getting rid of things, some of the mindset, why it is that I choose what I do in this whole, um, this whole process. Okay. So I just will say it from the beginning. You know this if you've listened to me very much, but I exclusively donate. Okay. And I say exclusively every once in a while, I will sell something in a Facebook group now. Okay. And it's usually because I'm having this moment as I'm in the middle of decluttering. And I usually have my phone nearby because I'm listening to a podcast. And I have this moment of, can I really get rid of that? I don't want it, but it's worth money. And so going ahead and snapping a picture, putting it in the Facebook group, um, which, you know, I'm a member of a couple local Facebook groups, which is not a great idea because then I see things that come across the feed that sometimes I want anyway. Um, but I am in there so that I can do this and I, yeah, I will just put it up real quick right then in the moment while I'm decluttering. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking I maybe did that with at the most two things last year, probably one. And the vast majority of the time I'm like, Oh, somebody might want this. They might be willing to give me money. And I'm pretty sure of the last five that I've done over the past several years, three years or something that maybe only one or two has actually had any interest. And the other ones, it allowed me to be like, Oh, nobody cares. Yeah. That's not worth my time. I might as well just get rid of it. Okay. But it's that having this idea that something is worth something, the the number one thing I have to say is whatever it takes to get things out of your house. For me, I donate because it's the fastest possible way. I don't have to do a lot of analyzing. I'm just giving it all away. But if you can't do that, whatever it is that you think, well, I really should such and such. I should sell this. I should take this to the person at church who I just heard found out they were pregnant with quintuplets or whatever, you know, like those things that cross your mind. The goal is to go ahead and do it. Okay. Not necessarily go ahead and do it all at one time. Let me just be honest. If somebody just found out they're having quintuplets and probably we're here at the beginning of the pregnancy or, or whenever it is that you find out that you're having quintuplets, those of you who have quintuplets, feel free to let us know in the comments at what point in your pregnancy you knew that you were having quintuplets. Anyway, but let's say somebody find out, finds out they're having quintuplets. They don't necessarily want, I'm, I'm just saying, they don't necessarily want all of your clutter. They might really appreciate a car seat that's never been in an accident and is, you know, still up to date and all that kind of stuff. They might really appreciate a high chair or whatever, possibly. Okay. But the best thing to do is to go ahead and text them and say, Hey, or Facebook message or whatever. Hey, would you like to have this? Do it now instead of making a pile of stuff that you think, Oh, they might want this. They might want this. And you're either going to find out from that first text, how they feel about things. Like they're going to say, Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Thank you so much. I've been so stressed out about how are we going to get all the stuff that we need? Oh my goodness. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And you're going to go, wow. Okay. As I run across more baby stuff, 
then it's going to be worth it to me to, you know, text them and ask them if they want this because you're already going to know they are appreciative. Or you're going to send that first text and they're going to say, um, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm assuming they're a really nice person. People with quintuplets have to be nice, right? Okay. Um, but they're going to say, thank you so much for thinking of me, but it's amazing how many things I've already gotten. I've actually already gotten everything I need or whatever. Or, you know, my sister just had quintuplets and she's just passing everything down to me or whatever it is. I know I'm giving you the most extreme example here, but whatever. My point is go ahead and act on it in whatever way you need to act on it so that you can get the stuff out of your house. Because that's the whole goal of what we're talking about here today is how do you get the stuff out of your house? Okay, how do you get the stuff out of your house? So as we talk about everything, don't let it be something that makes you well, that might be a good idea. I'm gonna start making piles of stuff I could get rid of in that way. No, one thing at a time, start with the thing that most obviously you think this will be a great way to get rid of it. Go ahead and try to get rid of it that way. Okay. All right. Because here, here's what that will do. Just like that text to the mom of the quintuplets. If you think I'm going to sell something on eBay and you think, oh, well, this, the, that eBay thing she was talking about, she made it sound real bad, but for some reason I really want to do it. And, um, I'm going to sell stuff on eBay. This thing right here, I bet you I could get a lot of money on that. I went and I checked it and blah, blah, blah. Yep. I think I could get money for that. Don't make a pile. Go ahead and do that one item because it's going to either make you go, yes, that was a great thing to do. I'm going to sell things on eBay now that I know how to do it. And it's not as intimidating as it used to be. Anything that you've done once is less intimidating, right? Even having quintuplets. But if you try it and you go, that was ridiculous. I did not enjoy that at all. I am never doing that again. Well, it just makes it all easier in the future to get rid of stuff in other ways that are actually faster. Let me tell you about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. I love hearing from listeners who have used BetterHelp to find a licensed professional counselor in their area. Those who've shared with me, let me know that the process really is easy and they've connected with a counselor who was a great fit for them and their unique situation. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, and there's no need to worry that you won't like your counselor. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. There is broad expertise in the network, which may not be locally available in many areas. And that is a huge advantage of this particular service. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's truly an affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash clean. So how to get rid of stuff. Um, things to, to think about are, do you want to make money or do you want to get stuff out of your house? It's legitimate. If you need to make money, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to not because, you know, 
sometimes you need to make the money. But the goal is to get stuff out. So do you need to make money? Or do you just want to get stuff out of the house? So kind of make that distinction between the two. Do you need to make money? Or is it more important to you to give up this potential money and just get stuff out faster? eBay. eBay is a kind of that holy grail. I know I've talked about this before on podcasts, right? I feel like this whole time I've been looking at this, I've kind of looked up different ones. Y'all, this is what happens when you've done 241 podcasts. But you go, I feel like I've done one on this before. But hey, who knows what I'll say that'll be different this time. Okay, so eBay is a lot of work. It just is. I I used to do eBay, eBay all the time. Like that was what I did all the time. It's what got me into this clutter mess, or at least part of it. And um, I used to do that on a regular basis. And because I did that, I know how much work it is. Okay. And how much time it takes. It takes a lot more than just the one week's auction. And now they have all these different options for you as a seller to, and I'm not sure how it worked. It used to be that you had to like be a seller at a certain point to be able to do like a buy it now auction. I don't know if it's the same way anymore, but like you can just put stuff up for sale. Well, that means it's sitting in your house. Okay. And not only is it sitting in your house, it has to be sitting in your house in a way where it's not getting damaged in any way. So it has to be sitting, you know, taking up some real actual space in your home. So if you want to sell something on eBay, go for it. Just know that it's work. Okay. Because there's the research ahead of time. There is the photographing items on eBay. You have because of the whole you're going to get feedback from somebody and they're going to be mad if they don't get what they thought they were going to get. You have to list every single flaw. My aunt sells on eBay. She does really great at it. She has an amazing ability to like do it in a way where she's not excessive the way that I was. But I mean, she really she does a great job at it. But you know, she was just telling me recently, she's like, yeah, she said there was this one little teeny tiny flaw that we missed. And she tries to be over the top with how she describes things and take pictures, takes pictures of every teeny tiny thing that could be a flaw. Y'all that is all time. That's time. It's research. It's researching to figure out what sells and what doesn't sell. Okay. And remember, my number one advice, if this whole allure of eBay is a real thing for you, my number one thing that I advise you to do is to go to ebay.com, check the completed listings for the item that you're thinking about selling. Don't pay attention to how much people want for it. Only pay attention to how much money people are actually getting for the same item that you have. Okay. And there's generally in most cases, somebody has tried to sell something just like what you have on eBay in the not too distant past. And so you can look and see that. And a lot of times just doing that will make you go, oh yeah, not worth my time. But if it is worth your time, go ahead and try it. You know, there's a, it's amazing. I say this because I didn't have this when I was selling on eBay back in the olden days. Uh, But you know, I didn't have a smartphone. They didn't exist back then. And because they didn't exist, the things you can do now where you actually take the pictures and upload it straight from your phone without cords and all that kind of stuff and camera cards and all the things that I had to do. Um, that was just a, a much, you know, it, it's, it's easier now than it used to be. Just be careful. Just be really, really careful and research how much it's going to cost to ship something so that you do not end up going in the hole doing this. Can you tell that I don't advise eBay? I just really don't. I mean, I know a lot of you actually do sell on eBay, but the ones who do sell on eBay, 
you know why I'm discouraging people from doing it because you've known people who've made really bad mistakes and charged too little for shipping. And then the item sold for a low price and they basically lost or they did lose money. You know I mean? So I don't feel like I'm going to offend people who sell on eBay because y'all are exactly the people who know how much work it is. Okay. Right. Because also those of you who sell on eBay, I'm sure you experienced what I did because I loved talking about it. It was like my favorite thing to talk about, which is kind of funny considering the thing that's actually been successful for me, which is writing about my deep, dark secret. And it's the thing I don't want to talk about, but I used to love talking about eBay and people would ask me about it. And then they'd be like, Oh, I should do that. And you know, I mean, I would just sit there and I would think I can pretty much tell from the way you're talking, you have no idea. You're not listening to the part of me saying how much work this is. You're only hearing that I paid 25 cents for something and made $10 or whatever. Okay. So eBay is a thing. Um, there's other ways to sell online if it doesn't work there. Um, another way is, you know, putting things in those Facebook groups, in the free cycle groups, or the there's buy nothing, sell nothing groups, where you're just simply giving things away. Or if you don't want to deal with strangers, and it's not something super embarrassing, put it just on your personal Facebook account, you know, your personal thing where you say, hey, does anybody local want this? Come pick it up today that works. I mean, I've done that for things that were, you know, big and hard to get rid of that I knew that somebody would want. I just say, Hey, does any, I think we did that with, um, the bed frame that my daughter had when she, um, saved up and bought herself a new bed. You know, I mean like our old bed frame, I just put on Facebook and said, Hey, does anybody need this? And it was gone that day, you know? So that kind of stuff is, it's, it's great to make use of those types of things, but kind of the little tipping point in my brain here is does this make it easier to get rid of this item? Is it easier to put it on Facebook or a buy nothing group or, or even, you know, sell it for five or $10? Is it easier to do that than to have to haul it myself to a donation place? And sometimes that's the case when you're talking about a bed frame or a mattress or something like which I think there's issues with donating mattresses, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, I don't know. I'm not giving you any expert professional advice there. I just feel like I've heard something about that. Anyway, like they don't let you, I don't know, but don't take my word for it. Call whatever place you want to donate. But the point is, if it makes it easier to put it on Facebook and say, hey, who wants a free piano? The person who's really excited to get a piano, which I'm just going to be honest and tell you that I've seen a whole lot of people put pianos on Facebook for free that nobody wanted. I love my piano, so I understand. But anyway, but putting it up there as free means that the person who's going to get it is excited to get it. They're going to bring their own truck. They're going to bring their own people to haul things, although, you know, you may have to help them. But that is going to get things out more quickly and easily than you having to load it into something and then haul it somewhere and unload it. See what I'm saying? So the goal here is always, how do I get stuff out most quickly and break through my own decluttering paralysis and all that kind of stuff? Um, You know, Craigslist, just be careful with it. I mean, I'm, you know, there are people who buy and sell on Craigslist all the time and have amazing stories and all this. And then there's also scary stories, you guys, and I don't want anything bad to happen to you guys. So always be super careful. Don't let people come to your home that you don't know, blah, blah, blah. Be really careful. But I'm just saying it is an option out there, you know, for advertising certain things. But anyway, just be careful. Okay. Let's talk about prep dish. So 
how are your New Year's resolutions going? So here's what happens to a lot of us. We have great ideas and intentions in that first week of the year. But that first week of the year is when real life hasn't started back up. But by the end of January, when dance and gymnastics and basketball and whatever else are in full swing again, it can feel impossible to do what you wanted to do to eat healthier as a family. Prep dish is the perfect solution for exactly this. Prep Dish is a weekly subscription-based meal planning service. That means that when you sign up for the service, you get an email every Friday that has your meal plan for the following week. Included with your subscription are three different meal plan options, paleo, gluten-free, or a one-hour prep time plan. You get a meal list, a detailed shopping list, step-by-step instructions for doing all the prep work for all the meals for the plan you want to use that week in one session. Then there are instructions for getting each meal together super fast on the night that you eat it. Super fast means it works well with whatever your lifestyle and allows you to eat the healthy meals you want to feed your family. Okay, so these are not freezer meals. They're meals where you do all the prep work that can be done ahead of time in one session so you can get fresh and healthy meals done quickly on the night that you eat them. Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of A Slob Comes Clean a free two-week trial. Go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to get it. That's prepdish, P-R-E-P-D-I-S-H dot com slash a slob comes clean for a free two-week trial. Another thing to think about is that can be really, can make your eyes kind of light up is resale shops and events. And here's what I'm going to say about these. The people I know, basically with all of these different things, with eBay, with selling to a resale shop, with doing the, um, is it called just for kids or something? There's like some sort of big, it's in the Dallas area. I don't know. I follow them on Instagram, but my kids were too old by the time I found them. Um, It's some big sale where they like rent out a convention center and you can bring your stuff and all that kind of that, that kind of stuff. Here's the thing. The people who do amazingly successfully, I'm not sure if that's grammatically correct, but anyway, the people who are amazingly successful at these specific types of things, like they're great at eBay or they're great at selling at a a big um, consignment event or at a certain consignment, consignment shop are usually the people who are obsessed with it. Okay. I was obsessed with eBay. I tend to get obsessed with things anyway, but it was my obsession for several years. I loved researching how things sold. What was the best time to sell? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the organizational process of packaging things for shipping. You know, if I had a hundred pieces, not an exaggeration of children's clothing, that I'd run a sale on. And here I had, you know, 15 going to one person and one going to somebody, whatever. I loved that process. Like that whole process was super duper fun to me. The people who enjoy, I mean, the people who are successful at those kinds of things are the people who enjoy it. They enjoy the challenge of it. They enjoy, okay, if I'm going to do this, you know, they're the people who are successful at that are generally not the people who sell one item on eBay every three years. First of all, they don't sell it often enough to really know what they're doing. They don't have the seller feedback to make people super trusting in them. 
you know, the people who do great at consignment sales are not generally the people who take that one really cute kid's coat. Because even if that one really cute kid's coat sells for $20, even just going through all of the guidelines of what kind of hanger you have to have it on, how do you price it? How do you do this? Where do you drop it off? When do you drop it off? How do you get your money? What is your blah, 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 blah. All of that is the work that you're doing for that $20, okay? Where the person who sells 500 items and they make a whole lot more than $20, you know, they've put a ton of time into that, but they've, they're really getting value out of their time. Anyway, I'm just saying, be obsessed if you want to be obsessed. If it's for getting stuff out of your house, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. But anyway, just know that those people who tell these amazing stories are the ones who are spending a lot of time doing that. Okay. And so you have to decide, am I willing to do that? Other ways to get rid of stuff, obviously, is a garage sale. Okay. I am not anti-garage sale. I think it's a great way. It's a great motivation. It's a great thing to have on the calendar. But by doing several garage sales, I came to the point where I didn't want to do garage sales anymore. Okay. That doesn't mean I'll never have one again in my entire life. But sometimes that tipping point, like we were talking about, is would it be easier? Is the stuff that I have to get rid of stuff that I want to only have to haul out to my driveway and not have to borrow a truck loaded into it? You know, if, if I have a garage sale and I've got, you know, 14 pieces of furniture that I want to sell and I can just drag those out onto the driveway, then other people are coming to my house, giving me money and taking it away. You know, in that case, maybe a garage sale makes more sense, right? Um, And while you're at it, you might as well also do a whole bunch of clothes and, and go through the whole house. You know, having that date on the calendar of this garage sale can be a great motivation to go through your house and declutter. Or maybe it's a neighborhood garage sale where you love the social aspect of it. But it's almost like there has to be that other aspect. Either it just gets you jazzed and you thoroughly enjoy it, or it's a super social thing for you, or it feeds that obsessive organized side of you that the people in your life wouldn't necessarily believe exists. <laughs> I'm looking at your house. That was me. Um, or, you know, whatever it is, those things, it's kind of like it has to have that other factor too, to make this something that's successful for you. And then there's, you know, donating. Donating is my favorite, just because that is the fastest way to get stuff out of my house. And sometimes like we talked about in the what counts as decluttering, sometimes it's my donate spot gets fuller and fuller and fuller of stuff. But because it's all donation, the taking it away means that donate spot is instantly completely empty, you know, because I load it in the car and then I go and I take it and I get rid of it. Um, You know, cons for donating is the reality that sometimes you are going to get rid of something and then realize later that it was worth a lot of money. But I kind of look at it as evening out. You know, like, let's say that I get rid of something and then I find out later that somebody I know sold something exactly like it for (laughs) $1,500. That's a lot of money. Let's say $150. Okay. Since I'm making up numbers, let's be more realistic. But they sold theirs for $150. And I was like, 
my goodness, I just gave mine away. But then I look at it as, yeah, but it wasn't the only thing that I donated. I donated 16 boxes full of stuff. And, you know, when I even all that out, oh yeah, it was worth it to me to give that away along with all these other things that I could not have paid someone to take away. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, other things is hire a, um, I was going to say a hunk jawling service. <laughs> a junk hauling service. Um, hire a junk hauling service. These are not cheap. I'm not going to pretend that they're not. Sometimes you can find a local one. Sometimes you can find some local random person who just enjoys doing this kind of stuff. Or, you know, there's other ones that you can, I was going to say the yellow pages, but you know what I mean. Look online, ask people around, you know, what's a junk hauling service? Meaning they're going to take everything. And the the advantage to look for, the thing to look for is a lot of them will come into your house and you just point and say, this is, uh, you know, take everything in that corner and you can watch them take it to make sure they're only taking the right thing. So it allows you to do the decluttering and then they get it out of the house and they'll often take, or they will take, you know, heavier items or things out of the attic or whatever, that kind of stuff. And a lot of them, this is one of those questions to ask them, but you know, don't be afraid to ask them what they do with stuff. Because I've spoken with several who were like, oh, well, we recycle everything that we can recycle, which, you know, they do this all the time. It's what they do for their job. So they know the places to recycle the different kinds of stuff. So it's not like you with, you know, three random wires that came off of different things. And you're like, oh, where do I take this? By the way, I went to Best Buy, which if you have one locally, Okay, you probably have this too at yours, but I went to Best Buy and there were, as you walked in, there was a little receptacle, I guess, at the front that had uh, little holes to drop in. Like, I think there was a reusable batteries one, cords, things like that. You know, a lot of the stuff that you go, I don't know that I should really just throw this away. I think it can be recycled. Um, You know, anyway, that's there, but that's only if you're actually going to go take it. Otherwise, donate it and the people you donate it to, a lot of times and ask them if you're not, you know, if you're, if you're worried about it, but ask them, you know, what, what is it that you do with this stuff? Do you donate what you can? And then that's nice to be able to feel like, huh, okay, well, a lot of that stuff got donated um, and got donated to the best place. And I didn't even have to be the one to, to do it um, because, you know, whoever it is that you use does that. And last but not least, the trash can and the recycling bin. Okay. Just remember if it's trash, if it's not something even you as the person who sees the beauty and all stuff, if it's something that not even you thinks is worth using, um, there's a good chance that maybe it needs to just go in the trash instead of being donated. Okay. Um, now, I mean, you know, when I talked to the lady from Goodwill that time in that podcast a year or so ago, um, she talked about, you know, they love broken jewelry. And I'm not sure about all places, but like they love broken jewelry. So it's not that every single thing, because they, people come in looking for it to make crafts and things like that, the beads and all that. But so it's not that everything that's not completely perfect shouldn't be donated. But if it is trash, it needs to be thrown away. And remember this, okay? Because I know the guilt that you feel. I totally, completely understand this guilt, all right? Of, oh my goodness. Oh, what about the landfills and the environment and all that kind of stuff? I get it. But remember that your goal, okay, you're in a less than ideal situation, which means your options are less than ideal. 
you know, but the goal here is to get your house down below your clutter threshold. And once you're under your clutter threshold, you're not going to have huge amounts of clutter to get rid of anymore. And once you just have like kind of sort of normal amounts of clutter to get rid of, you're going to be so much more able and likely to do the more ideal thing with it. Like taking those cords to Best Buy, if you have an entire um, suburban packed completely full of all different kinds of stuff, going by Best Buy to drop off three cords may just want you, like make you feel like you're going to just go over the edge. You know, I just can't do that. That's just one more thing. I can't, I can't. Okay. But if you're at the point where your house is under your clutter threshold, you come across some cords, you're going to be less overwhelmed with stuff and you can go, oh, I go by a Best Buy on Wednesdays after I drop my kid at whatever place, I'm going to run these over there. And then that's the goal is to get to that place of having less stuff so that you can handle doing more idealistic stuff. Does that make sense? Okay. I hope this was helpful at all. I doubt it was word for word exactly what another podcast has been, but who knows? I promise it's not a rerun. Whatever. Okay. Just wanted to remind you again about Patreon. Make sure you go check it out if you're interested in becoming a patron. All right. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash a sob comes clean. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.